0: Thank you. Welcome to the Black Heels and Tractor Wheels podcast, where we are sharing stories from a range of women from around New Zealand.
1: For nearly a century, Rural Women New Zealand has been dedicated to strengthening and supporting women and children to become empowered members of their communities. We hope that by hearing these stories from inspiring women all around the country, you'll feel inspired yourself. We're your hosts, Emma Higgins and Claire Williamson, and we'd love for you to join and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our Rural Stories.
0: Amber, you won our Supreme Winner category of the NZI Rural Woman Business Awards that we held at the end of last year, which is such a wonderful feat. And we thought we'd like to get to know you a little bit better, starting off with understanding a little bit more about your background. We're keen to understand, what was your childhood like? Have you always lived rurally?
2: Okay, so I was born and bred in Wairau, loved growing up in a small community, played a lot of sport, had lots of adventures at Ma here and Lake Waikiramoana and on our local river. Did spend quite a lot of time traveling overseas after I qualified, but came back home again to Wairau as a young mum and have pretty much been back here ever since. That's amazing. I love that you went traveling, particularly because (laughs) now, obviously, with
0: COVID, it's just such a a blast from the past, isn't it, really, in a way? Yes. So tell us a little bit about Wairoa. For those that might not have been to Wairoa before, just tell us a little bit about what
2: your community looks like. Okay, so it's quite a small settlement, up to 8,000 in the district, maybe only four in the township itself. Very pretty. Lovely climate um, right between, we've got a river that runs the length of our town and we're nestled in between Napier and Gisborne and Hawke's Bay here and um, it's a very inclusive town, all sorts of characters, but everybody, um, we are quite a all-inclusive town, that's probably the best way to describe us. Those of our listeners who
1: may not be aware, you are the owner of a successful business, which we obviously <laughs> think so because we named you our supreme winner the New Zealand Business Awards. But I would actually really love to explore a little bit about your journey from the early stages of becoming qualified as a beauty therapist, as I understand yep. it, and then how you built your business up because you've got a wonderful a wonderful group now of, of women from Or, and you're known as someone who really supports them into careers
2: and into supporting themselves. So can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? So I opened my first little one-room beauty clinic within a pharmacy uh, that was just after having... my first child and I only operated two days a week uh, at that point. I then moved to four days a week after the birth of my second child and um, started training a new therapist to join my team and we became a full-time clinic with two treatment rooms and then by the time I had my third child um, I had trained another therapist and we became a full-time clinic with three staff and a very diverse and loyal client base. It was not long after this point the pharmacy got sold and um, I took the big giant risky leap and went out on my own as an independent clinic which is Beauty Antics today and that's an all-inclusive full services community clinic for beauty health and well-being and we're moving into our ninth year of existence and I just have an amazing team and I'm I'm loving it. Nine
0: years that's so incredible
2: and I love that after every child you added to your
0: business (laughs) whether it was more staff or more rooms or just going independent that's Pretty impressive um, from someone who's got two children and just can't even imagine that. <laughs> You're obviously really super successful in your industry and often we get asked from from people in various ways around what it takes to get into the industry so do you have any tips or insights that you might be able to give our listeners who might be looking to get into the beauty industry or maybe even just own their own business
2: uh, yeah I think my advice for everyone is always follow your passion like if you're passionate you know, always see it through. This industry in particular is pretty fast moving and changing. So you have to be a person who actually enjoys giving to others, like making others feel amazing emotionally, mentally, and physically. It doesn't fill everyone's battery looking after others. So it has to be your passion. I always say, remember knowledge is power. So life learning and education, it's really important to me, but it also keeps, you know, your professionalism maintained and your treatment rooms full and products moving off the shelf. So I say ask questions and remember to stop and enjoy moments and to laugh. That's definitely to be a therapist. Being in your own business is a a whole other level, uh, especially in today's climate. You know, you've got to manage a team and budgets and suppliers and stock levels and COVID and GST, et cetera. It's a really huge responsibility and sometimes a very lonely place to be. But if you're driven to succeed, you've got a strong will and a good support system, you just got to leap out and, and take that risk. Yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of
1: passions, I believe that you are quite passionate about providing young women, particularly Māori, a career path into beauty and wellness and into sort of a nationally recognised qualification. How did you get into this and what inspires what
2: inspired you to, to, to start doing that for other women? So I've actually had the privilege to train young women over the last probably 20 years and it's just the amount of pride and accomplishment that comes from watching them blossom into strong professional and successful therapists but also for me like I've watched them become amazing mothers and wives and strong women you know it's it's very fulfilling and gratifying experience working with young rural females in particular they have a a natural empathy for others a willingness to give to please and to uffy others along the community-minded inclusive and generally sort of eager to to learn and they're grateful for opportunity, um, and really the sky is the limit with their career abilities from there. Being mm-hmm. able to harvest that on a larger scale and supply, sell on ready apprentices or therapists, you know, to other platinum clinics around New Zealand is my aim moving forward.
0: I love the
2: way that you talk about all the amazing qualities of
0: females in that yeah. one or two kind of sentences. You just captured all <laughs> this, these amazing qualities that we have, and you've obviously identified that, and you've been really successful in what you do, and you've been a mentor and champion it sounds like, for so many women. So have you had any mentors and champions yourself to get to the stage of where you're at? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think
2: if we go way back, it sort of started with my first swimming coach, Mr. Mike Bird. Um, He taught me for many years. And I think self-discipline, I can still hear his voice, the art of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And also strength and determination. He was definitely a backbone to my success, I feel. My family, they're always going to be my job. Driving force, sort of, with the unconditional support. But career-wise, uh, Ray Lyle was the first pharmacy owner where I first opened my little salon, and then Nigel Campbell and Di Kirk who bought in and expanded my clinic. Louise Gray of Louise Gray Skincare in Auckland. Uh, she's a real wealth of knowledge. Uh, she's dedicated to the industry, and she's super inspirational to me. Otherwise, my dermalogica tribe, and especially Natasha, Angie, Lee, and Caroline from Two Hundred Doors. Ros and Alex from Vision Projects and WIRL and probably every staff member I've ever had or trained and my very diverse clientele they just remind me daily why I do what I do. I love that oh my gosh that is such a long list of people
1: how lucky they have all been to be involved (laughs) in your success that's fantastic. I'm just really curious in terms of, um, you've, you've mentioned a lot of people outside of your business and within the industry. And I suppose you could say when you're in business, you're traditionally sort of competing against yep. other businesses. And I really don't get that sense from you. I get the sense that in New Zealand or across maybe the North Island, however well you're connected, you're actually a real network of um, fantastic businesses who all support each other. So can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Because I understand some of your young women who you train would go off to other businesses and it must be
2: a really cool feeling to be involved. Yeah, in it really is. Um, to be part of the Platinum Group in particular, which is sort of the top clinics around New Zealand with Dermalogica, we all have a very similar ethics, I guess, and um, we supply the similar treatments. And um, I just wanted to be able to offer, like I said earlier, rural girls, they have a natural ability to think for others. They've got little siblings, they've got aunties, they've got nannies, they all think for other people on the daily. So it's kind of, you can teach someone a procedure, a policy, a skill, You can't teach empathy, you can't teach giving. Um, It's really something that's embedded in people. So I wanted to be able to share that skill set. That's definitely a rural skill set with the world and kind of offer the young girls an, an out, an opportunity where I could match them with a business owner with the right personality or in a region where they do have other support and sort of get them out and about and out of their environment, but also be offering salons quality salon on ready girls if you know what I'm saying
0: yeah yeah absolutely I think that's that's very powerful actually to have um, to go through that process and to be able to I guess share your knowledge with others in, in the yep. industry and then provide those I like that salon ready girls <laughs> I like that phrase. Yeah. so you have obviously done you know a huge amount of work to get to where you are what do you think would be your most proud or most fulfilling moment out of all of this
2: oh without a doubt my my children Alexa, Jake and Van uh, they are my most fulfilling accomplishment Uh, they give me countless moments of pride and they will be forever the best thing I've ever given this earth I love that I love how many beautiful women on this podcast say that their children
1: and the 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 pride that they feel and um, seeing what kind of people they've become is is what they're most proud of it's incredible you run a beauty and wellness business and Mm -hmm. so you're helping other people to obviously maybe take a little bit of time out for themselves and and feel really good about themselves so I'm really interested as to what you do to fill up your own cup what you do to take (laughs) some time out for yourself and how you make that happen so you can be the best version of yourself
2: oh that's definitely a weakness of mine um that'd be where you're in the interview and they ask what's your weakness that's mine um I'm exceptionally good at advising my clients but I'm not so hot on it myself um I do love to you know chill out and relax with my family when I can and uh, I try to get an adventure or two in during the year but it's definitely an area I need to work on for the future what kind of adventures do you do Out of curiosity. I I love why I normally do a lot of overseas travel, but obviously that's on the back burner. So, and we're quite lucky with Dermalogica and Pure Fiji, we do a lot of conferences overseas, but obviously all of that's on the back burner too. So... At the moment, we've been sort of exploring all the amazing things that New Zealand has to offer when we can. And um, I'm actually enjoying it, to be honest. And it's great for the kids to sort of be seeing their own backyard first. Absolutely. By the way, mm. Pure Fiji smells
0: so good. Just, oh, you know, bit of feedback yeah. there. Yeah. 10 <laughs> out of 10 for the smells. <laughs> okay, so you have just come such a phenomenal way. So you've, you've started and established your own Um, beauty and wellness practice and you've gone on to win multiple awards including the one that we have just announced which is the supreme award at the nzi rural woman new zealand Mm -hmm. business award last year what do you think is going to be in store
2: the next 12 months of Amber's life oh what's in store for the rest of my life that's a that's a big question hopefully a COVID free existence and a movement towards a more balanced personal life but moving into the CBD and opening the larger retail space the new treatment rooms and um, a training center for rural women and also a luxury spa for the region those are definitely the first things on the agenda and then I guess counting my blessings who are my team at Beauty Antics, my clients, the Warwick community, my partner, Bronson, and just the rest of my family, um, just want to take some time out and recognize all the quality things in my life. Yeah, I love that. I love that counting your blessings
1: comes on mm-hmm. your goals list for the next 12 <laughs> months that's <laughs> beautiful it's beautiful hey amber i'm really interested so uh i suppose business owner to business owner service business owner to business owner um mm-hmm. i'm always just so curious about what other business women do to to make their business a place where their clients want to go and mm-hmm. and to kind of just create that environment to continue to grow so I'm really interested just to hear a little bit about what your philosophies are, I suppose, with relation to running your business, but also what are you sort of drumming into your, your employees every day?
2: <laughs> uh, just that, you know, the clients come first. We Obviously, everything needs to be done in salon and there's paperwork and push this button and email and everything, but there's nothing more important than human connection. And in this di- day and age where it's more about speaking to recordings and leaving an email and writing a text and not making eye contact there's never been a more important time for human touch uh human kindness and for those people just to have a moment to be listened to and heard it's extremely important in our clinic that it doesn't matter if you're the richest poorest whitest blackest Uh, you are so important to us like the person before you and the person coming in after you so that's Mm. pretty much our big all-inclusive unique point of view i guess on uh world at beauty antic love it final question from me this is quite Mm -hmm. a serious
0: question (laughs) i've just been perusing your website you have a lot of treatments yes what is your best what is your most favorite treatment to give and what is your most favorite treatment to get oh and also Mm -hmm. would like to know about what is the next big thing that you see coming
2: around the corner? I think favorite signature is always going to be brow shape and tint. It's the bread and butter. It's the quick, impactful um, service you can do that just instantly gives people a lift and a change of appearance to get. Oh, definitely Lomi Lomi massage in the spa rituals. And what's the new? Oh, the aesthetic world is taking over by storm of <laughs> uh, trying to we're still a topical treatment um, clinic but yes it's sort of probably possibly join the bandwagon of aesthetics or lose sight of the industry to be honest going to have to look more into um, that side of cosmetic intervention yes so, so just to
0: be clear, when you're talking about aesthetics, you, are you talking about more invasive treatments as opposed to topical? Uh, more how, invasive, how is it phrased?
2: Yeah. yeah, and and so what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Botox? Yeah, talking about injectables and going more into the cellular level as opposed to superficial surfaces, and and not even just that, but you know, more laser-like treatments and machinery, and mm. you know, technology is forever evolving. And it's not, um, you know, not everything is for us, but we do need to be a little bit more open-minded moving forward about what the future generation are looking for.
0: It's a hard one, isn't it? Because I have had this debate with my husband. So sometimes when I'm just feeling a little bit tired, a little bit sad, and I look in the mirror and I see what I like to refer to as my smart line, which is really just a frown line, but I've just changed the wording. I say to him oh my gosh I need to do something about this I need to get Botox and he just looks at me and he shakes his head and he says what kind of example are you setting for our daughter Mm
2: -hmm. and that really
0: pulls me up and it really puts me back in my place and I actually think oh my goodness he's completely right yeah and here I am getting caught with scrolling on Instagram and seeing these (laughs) Beautiful, turns out to be they're only 16, but I don't know how yeah. they've managed to escape that ugly phase that we all went through, <laughs> found really, really awkward looking, and they just look like goddesses. So yeah. I imagine that there must be some sort of moral or ethical challenge as well for you
2: know, you and your ladies giving these treatments to a certain extent? there is. There definitely is because, you know, beauty is comes in many forms and most of it comes from the inside. And it's a double-edged sword because we want them to be their natural beauty, beautiful self. And, you know, it's not a problem to enhance your looks with a bit of makeup or, you know, help at the beauty salon. Once you start getting into more evasive treatments, I think where the difference is for me as much as it may not be my cup of tea, What I've had to realize over the years, because I actually teach the the diploma in body piercing and I I do microblading and I've had to move forward in these things because I've realized young girls are going to do this and their parents uh, want a safe, professional place to take them. So if I can't stop it, at least I can do the very minimal best I can do and I'm a very um, explanatory person that will sit these girls down and go through all of the bad things first and then you know if that's what they really want to do then I'm going to do the best job by them that I can do it's kind of like that if you can't beat them, join them. a little bit (laughs) but yeah I think it's at least educate them Yes, um, totally. For me, totally. education is key, and yes, some battles you'll never win, and um, some battles you can partake in. <laughs> and I think also, you
1: know, if if it's going to be done anyway, it may as well be done with one of the better beauty yeah. clinics
2: in the country. You know, well, and, and in a <laughs> sterile environment. You know, with all yeah. because there's a lot of nasty things out there, and that's the thing that it comes down to us who's going to give you the best professional advice and the best professional treatment and actually who's going to be there when it maybe isn't what goes the way you thought it was going to go.
1: Yeah, and advice and explaining those risks and benefits is so important. Hey? It, it, it fits into kind of every industry really, whether it's appearance medicine or what I do for a job as a mortgage broker. You've always got to be looking at the risks in, in yeah. giving the advice based on the person's situation as well.
2: Yeah, and what's ethical too. You know, we're not there to take people's money and ruin their face for the rest of their life. You've totally. got to wear that, particularly in a small town, because everywhere you go, you're going to see that person at soccer and at swimming and gymnastics and at the supermarket. And you can't do a job where you don't care because that job's in your face for the rest of your life. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The last question from me. Eva,
1: mm-hmm. I I think I think you inspire many. You inspire women, young women within your business within the industry, um, people like us who were just so thrilled to see you stand up on the stage and, and get a Supreme Thank Award you. last year. I would just love to know, I suppose, what are your words of inspiration for us today in terms of what do you want to leave people with at the end of this podcast? What would you say are your your golden nuggets that we, that you could share with our, that, with our listeners? Because we know that a lot of people look up to you and, um, and it would
2: be wonderful to know what your thoughts are on that? Oh, well, that's very kind words. I don't know about people looking up to me. That would be <laughs> a lovely thought. Winning the, the um, Supreme winner was a, such a shock for me. I definitely didn't see it coming and there's not much I don't see coming. It, it took me by surprise because to be recognised outside of my own industry, particularly by the rural sector, you know, who's our backbone of NZ, that it was a bigger... Not, not to demean winning New Zealand Clinic up there, that was great because um, I work hard in my industry and it's amazing to be recognised in my industry. But to have this kind of recognition from a whole different sector, that was something totally different. Um, it was really uplifting for all of us in the clinic to just, and especially me, I guess, to see that my work has been recognised beyond just my industry. So I think my words of advice would be never stop striving or believe that you can't be more than you are or that you're not good enough or don't be afraid, you know, put yourself out there, um, be kind and and just try your hardest and you just don't know where that road is going to take you, but just keep stepping one foot at a time on that path, I guess.
0: Thank you so much. I love that. Always be striving. In particular, that, that really resonates with me and I think oh. particularly matches, you know, some of the stories that you've told from your journey so far. So thank you mm-hmm. for your time. You're we, we're just so thrilled, as Claire said, to see you up there on the stage. And we can't wait to see where your journey goes next and maybe pop um, up to White or ourselves for the luxury stay. Yes. VIP, that's right. VIP. <laughs>
1: Rural Woman New Zealand is a community of like-minded women who are doing amazing things in their respective regions and communities.
0: This podcast celebrates the achievements, successes and stories of our rural women, which are also the foundations
1: for our organisation's rich history. We want you to be part of our future story. So please join us by clicking on the link in the show notes and we look forward to welcoming you into the fold.